Um, this morning we're going to talk about your identification or your identity, your identity, your identification, and your identification as it comes from God, your creator, and as it comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. So we'll call it your identification with Christ. So just to get a definition of identification, the dictionary it simply means to consider or treat as one and the same. That's all that means, to consider or treat as one and the same. Such as if you have a passport or driver's license and you go to the airport and they want to see some identification, then you pull out your passport and you'll say, that passport right there, that passport and myself are one and the same. That's my identification. Matter of fact, there's a lot of places you cannot go if you don't have any identification on you. And so your identification now as it comes from the Lord Jesus Christ, a lot of times people have a lot of ways that they consider they find their identity. And even nowadays, people are confused about their identity. And a lot of people think they can just identify as whatever they want. You know, so I'm going to identify, you know, as a woman or I'll identify as a man. They can't tell which one they are. The other people say, well, I, you know, I'm going to identify as a cat. You know, I'm going to identify as a dog, right? Well, you know, I'm 70 years old, but I'm identifying as a 40-year-old right now. I identify. Amen. <laughs> hey, I mean, I like to identify as a wealthy person. I say, I identify. So people struggle with their identity, their identification. And um, the most important thing is to get your identification from your creator, from Christ and from the Lord Jesus Christ and from God. And so in the Apostle Paul's revelation, there's a lot of teaching on identification. Or you could say who you are, who you are in Christ. So you don't want to let anybody else tell you who you are. Amen. So you can't really find yourself on Ancestry.com. Amen. Once you make Jesus the Lord of your life, the Bible says you become a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away and everything has become new. So you really have a completely new identity in Christ Jesus. Amen. I said you have a completely new identity in Christ. In other words, through the blood of Jesus, the illustration always uses our grandson Dylan when he needed a bone marrow transplant, then he got a stem cell transplant from his older brother Gavin. When he got a stem cell transplant from Gavin, then the doctor said when he gets that stem cell transplant, it will literally change his identity. It will change his DNA that he'll no longer be the same person. So they said he'll actually have two birthdays from this day forward, the one when he was born, but also when this stem cell transplant takes place, he's going to have Gavin's DNA, and so much so that if Gavin committed a crime, Dylan could be convicted of it because they have the same identical DNA. And so you can see if medical science can do something like that, you know that God can change your identity and imagine who your donor is. Your donor is the blood of Jesus Christ, and by his blood, that blood is engrafted on the inside of you, and that blood changes your identity, changes your DNA. You're no longer what your mama made you or the past made you or, or experiences made you. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus, and old things have passed away, and everything has been come new. We know that you're made up of three parts, spirit, soul, and body. You're a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. You can't even understand yourself if you don't understand that you're a spirit and you have a soul, you live in a body. But the real you, the eternal you, is your spirit. And so what happens when you get born again is your spirit is engrafted into Christ. Amen. 1 Corinthians six seventeen says your spirit is joined to Christ. Well, that's your true identity. Your spirit's joined to Christ, but you have to be sure and let your head find out about it, your mind. Amen. 
and let your body know that you are who God says you are. You're not what the past says you are. So we study your identification with Christ and who you are in Christ. Then the Apostle Paul uses that term 130 times in Christ, in him, in whom. But there's really only 35 of them that are really significant. Only 35. Because we studied all 130 of them years ago. We came down to about 35 that are really significant in Christ. And the term in Christ just simply means that you've been engrafted into Christ. That you are now a new creature in Christ. One writer said you've been in Christed. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. So understanding Paul's revelation, then you have to understand what happened from the cross to the throne. What happened in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. And you have to understand what happened through the blood of Jesus. And once you understand what happened there, then you're going to say, I was there. So look at Galatians 2.20 where Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Or you could say it this way, what happened on the cross has changed who I am. All right, let's try it one more time. Come on, by the grace of God, I am what I am. I am, Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. I am. What happened on the cross has changed what? Who I am. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ, he said, lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. So when you see Galatians 2.20, there's many interesting translations. But what Paul is saying is what happened on the cross, the death of Christ, when Jesus died, that one man, and Jesus called the last Adam, in other words, first Adam got us all in this mess, and God said, I'm just going to make another Adam, the last Adam, to make sure he don't fail. I'm going to personally get in a body and make sure he succeeds. Amen. And that new man, that last Adam, is really God manifest in the flesh. Come on, God got in a body. Come on, when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, what happens is your spirit now is engrafted into Christ. And that means the same, everybody say same. This is where you're going to get the word identification. The same identical life that's in Christ and the same identical blessing that's in Christ, same identical victory that's in Christ, same identical righteousness that's in Christ, or I like to say it this way. You can just write it down. God did in Christ what he wanted to do in every person. Let's try it one more time. God did in Christ what he wanted to do in every person. All right, let's try it one more time. I said God did in Christ what he wanted to do in every person. Or you could say it this way. God put in Christ everything he wanted you to have. All right, let's try it one more time. God put in Christ everything he wanted you to have. Amen. In other words, Jesus is the last Adam, but he's also the new man, or he's the new kind of human. So when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, more than just your sins are forgiven, you actually receive the same identical life that's in Christ, and you're washed in his blood, and you got his divine DNA, and you become a new kind of creature that never existed before. Praise the Lord. So you're not just a forgiven sinner. Come on. You're a new kind of human. What is that? Well, you have the life of God on the inside of you in your spirit. Amen. So when Paul says, I am crucified with Christ, now go to Romans chapter 6 and verse 6. Because a lot of times when you teach on this subject, people say, well, you know, um, I don't know if, if that's really my answer, in other words, I'll need you to teach on something more practical, but really, this is the, the center of Christianity and the root of every problem. All right, let's try it again. Come on. Every problem you have is rooted right here in your identification with Christ. 
Amen. In other words, you're going to overcome that. It's going to have to take you right back to your identification with Christ. Every answer, every need that you have, come on, is rooted right there in your identification with Christ. What happened on the cross, it's, it's what happens when we take communion. It's what happens when we're baptized in water. We show our identification with Christ. And now, come on, the old man is crucified and buried, and you become a new kind of creature that never existed before. The only thing you've got to do is notify your brain that you ain't the same person you used to be. Amen. Make sure your brain gets the notice. Amen. So in Romans chapter 6 and verse 6, we see something similar to Galatians 2.20. Romans 6.6 6 says, knowing this, I just like the first two words. Amen. Don't get in too big a hurry. I said, knowing this, knowing this. Not hoping this, not struggling with this, but I just know this. How did Paul know this? He found this out by revelation from the Lord Jesus. In other words, this is what you call revelation knowledge, or this is God's knowledge, or this is where I know this, that my old man was crucified or with Christ, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth I should not serve sin. He goes on and says, reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God. And then he says in verse 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Come on, sin cannot dominate you. Old habits, come on, self-defeating habits, come on. Old habits that would try to dominate your life. Come on, sin or Satan or sickness or poverty. The old person you used to be was crucified with Christ, and sin can no longer dominate you. Hallelujah. I said sin cannot dominate you. So my old man, who your old man, other translations will say some similar, really interesting things. My old man, I know this, was crucified with Christ. So what happened on the cross? Well, we know Jesus took our sin. We know that he died our death. We know that he took our curse. But Paul says something else happened there is the old kind of human that I used to be died there with Christ. My old man, my old identity. Come on, the old person I used to be. And so old transla other translations say, my former evil identity was crucified with Christ. Another translation says, my sin-dominated personality was crucified with Christ. Woo, hallelujah. In other words, that brings that thing to an end in your life. Come on, psychology can't change it. Come on, and pharmaceutical companies can't fix it. But what happened on the cross, amen? If you just take it to the cross and take it to Jesus, take it to his blood and see what he's done for you, and then by faith you just receive that and say, I was there. Come on, the old person I used to be, my old sin-dominated personality. And one translation says, my old rebel self. We got any people have any old rebel self that was crucified with Christ? My old rebel self, in other words. Now, come on, ain't nobody telling me what to do. I'm a grown man now. Ain't nobody tell me what to do. Well, we'll find out if you get put in prison, everybody's going to be telling you what to do. Come on, you get addicted to drugs and cocaine's going to be telling you what to do. Come on, you get married. I don't want to go into that. But anyway, so, so I'm just saying, <laughs> my, my, my old man was crucified. My old rebel self. Come on, you can hang the flag out in the front yard. I just saw one, you know, Civil War rebel flag in somebody's front yard. You know, well, get over it, man. Listen, that thing is over a long time ago. Believe it or not, you lost. So I'm just telling you, this, <laughs> that's over with, man. I mean, you take you to Gettysburg and you ain't got nothing to sing about. Listen, uh, my old rebel self was crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. My old man, 
Amen. The old man, he's not talking about your husband or your daddy. He's talking about your old, the old, the old kind of mankind, the old kind of human that you used to be was what happened, was crucified. Well, crucified people, they die. And that's what Paul said. I was crucified with Christ. And they said, but you're still alive. He said, but I did die, and it's just no longer me anymore. One translation says, I consider myself as having died, and now I'm enjoying a new existence, which is simply Jesus using my body. You know, the message the Bible says, I identified myself completely with Christ. Amen. In other words, my identity. Come on, I took uh, psychiatry in college, you know, psychology, and took that class, and I, there was one, one A in my class, two Bs, and the rest of CDs and Fs. You say, what did you make? Well, I made a B. And not because I'm smart, but I'm lucky, and they had multiple choice tests. So... <laughs> So uh, the psychology class trying to figure out, you know, human behavior and why Pavlov's dog salivates and all that kind of stuff, you know, and ring the bell. And, and so trying to figure out human behavior, psychology. So I learned this from that class. It's about the only thing I can remember. But they said there are three what they call determinisms, three determinisms they call it. One they call it genetic determinism. means I am what I am because of what? My mama, my daddy, come on, what runs in my family, that has determined what I am, genetic determinism, right? Then they'll say, well, the second kind of determinism is what they call environmental determinism, which is I am the way I am because, you know, I was raised in the country, come on. I was raised in the city. Environmental determinism has determined what I am. The other kind of determinism, they call it psychological determinism, which means I am what I am because of the way I think or because of the experiences or because of things that have happened to me. That has made me what I am. Oh, that's three kinds of determinism. They're all pretty powerful, aren't they? Let's try it again. I said, some people never get over some of that stuff. They say, well, that runs in my family. You know, my mama had it. I mean, even the doctor will tell you, mama had it. Come on. And then your grandma had it. Now you're going to have it. But if you've been born again, come on, one translation says you've been refathered, so that don't run in your family no more. God's your father, and Jesus is your older brother. You've been refathered. You're a child of God now. So that don't have to run in your, it don't run in your family. Amen. And then you got, uh, uh, you know, you got the psychological. People say, well, you know, if you knew what happened to me, you'd know why I'm the way that I am. So that's pretty powerful. People have experiences in life that they may still be feeling the effect of it for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years later, they're still affected by what happened to them. Y'all still here. Some people not, don't ever get over what happened to them. But what happened to Jesus, we're going to call this in Christ determinism, in Christ determinism, what happened to Jesus is you go to the cross and you see what happened to him is greater than anything that ever happened to you. In other words, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So you can say, well, look what Jesus has done for me. He has redeemed me from the curse. He's redeemed me, amen, from every situation. Whatever happened to me, Jesus is now my Lord. I'm washed in his blood. Hallelujah. I'm a new creature in Christ. Amen? So jump over now to Ephesians chapter 2, and we're looking just at your identification. Amen? And accepting that as your true identity. That means you're no longer what your mama made you. You're no longer what your daddy made you. Y'all still here? Come on, you might have picked up your body that way, but that ain't the way you picked up your identity. You're more than a body. You're more than your skin. Come on, we're going to find out who you are. You are a spirit. Come on, I said you are a spirit. You have a soul and you just stand in that body. I said you just stand in that body. 
Let's try it again. And if you don't think that's real, come on. One of these days, your little TikTok heart's going to stop beating. And then you're going to jump out of there. And when you're going to jump out, you're going to like, oh, the real me just got out of that body. Amen. That's your spirit. That's your inward man or your soul. So you are a spirit. You have a soul, live in a body. So the apostle Paul really gives you more definition to your identity than any other writer. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I'm just staying in this body. All right, let's try it one more time. Everybody say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. You know what your soul is? That's your mind, your will, your emotion. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I'm just staying in this body. <laughs> wow. You know, I mean, uh, not too long ago, a few years ago, we have a, a barn, you know. And so we had some guys coming out, you know, working on the property. And he said, uh, he said, uh, uh, you got termites. I said, well, first of all, I don't have termites. <laughs> now, my barn might have some termites, but I don't have no termites. Are y'all still here? Don't let, let nobody tell you what you got. Come on now. If you're, you're a new creature in Christ, and I'll tell you what you got. Amen. You're going to find that in the Bible. So you don't say, I, I got that. I got eternal life. I know I got that. So look at Ephesians 2, verse 4, and I'm going to kind of quote some of it here and just to save a little bit of time. But he says, but God who's rich in mercy. How many are glad about that? God is what? All right, let's try that one more time. God is rich in mercy. How many are glad God is rich in mercy? How many are glad your Father is rich in mercy? God is rich in mercy. God is rich in mercy. Amen. God is rich in mercy. And it says, for his great love, wherewith he loved us. His great love. His great love. Uh, Amplified says, his wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. In order to satisfy his great love for us. It says, he quickened in the King James, Ephesians 2, 4, but really it just means he made us alive. He made us alive. He made us alive. Let's try that again. He made us alive. But listen to this. Together with Christ. So the Amplified says he gave us the same life that he gave to Christ. All right, y'all just think about that for the next 40 years. He gave us the same life that he gave. To Christ. The very same life. What's that? Identification. Of the same identical life that he gave to Christ. He gave us the same identical life that he gave to Christ. Praise the Lord. Same life. Same identical life. He made us alive together with Christ. Gave us the same identical life. It is this life that he gave to us. It's the same life that raised Christ from the dead. Come on, same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Same identical spirit. Same life that he gave to Christ. He gave us the same life. What kind of life is that? Resurrection life. Devil defeating life. Amen. Devil busting life. What kind of life is that? Healing life, victory life, blessing life. Gave us the same life, same life that's in God. He gave us the very same identical life that he gave to Christ. You have that life in you now. Matter of fact, it is the crowning achievement of the plan of redemption. It's for God to make you alive. What is that spiritual life? Your spirit comes alive. 
Amen? And so this life is what makes Christianity different than every other religion. You understand? Every religion, because we go to many countries, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking about different religions and how they compare to Christianity. Well, of course, Christianity is the only one has got a death and resurrection. Amen? And uh, Jesus is alive. And so the Lord said this to me. He said, every religion will give you lessons, but only Jesus Christ will give you life. Let's try this out over. In other words, in other words, your greatest need was not another lesson. I mean, glad Jesus didn't come just to give you another lecture. How many of y'all growing up and you knew when a lecture was coming on from your mama, come on, or from your daddy, and you knew that lecture's fixing to come at you? I mean, I've been around kids, you know, and their parents, and the daddy's always say, I got to, I'm going to tell you now, this is why I'm going to, and you can see their kids going, listen, you got 48,000 lectures by the time you get to be 18 years old. But Jesus didn't come from heaven and say, I tell you what I told you, and I'm going to tell you again. No, Jesus came to give you what? Life, eternal life, the God kind of life. When he gives you this life, the devil cannot dominate any person that has this life. When you have eternal life on the inside of you, it's the very life of Christ himself. It's the life of God. So you're not just a forgiven sinner. You have the life of God on the inside of you. Eternal life, the life of the eternal one. It's the God kind of life, overcoming life, resurrection life. It's the life that made Jesus different than every other human on the planet. It's the same life. Woo, it's love, life, joy, life, victory, life, blessing, life. Do you see stuff happening? Some people say, well, that's life. Not my life. That ain't my life. I got my life from Jesus Christ. I got his life, the life of God. Boy, I don't know if I can help you if you can't get happy about that. Come on, I got his life. then that life is in his word. Oh, y'all, I said that life is in his word. Come on, that's healing life. Come on, that's in his word. Amen, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Amen, he quickens or gives life to our mortal body. So the life that's in your spirit, when overflowing measure gets into your mind, gets into your body, come on, and you are carrying eternal life. Come on, it will quicken your body. It'll make you smarter than the average person around. Come on, and your body's got the life of Christ on the inside. Woo, come on, your DNA, come on, your cells, little molecules. You got that life flowing in you. Amen. Amen. COVID-19, what? I got the life of God. Can't attach to you. You got the life of God in, inside of you. That life, can you can have a taste of it, you can have a drink of it, or you can have it overflowing. It's the love of God. Love life makes you love everybody. Amen. You can love people you couldn't usually get along with, you know. Don't look at anybody right now. But once you've got the life of Christ, the life of God, come on, everybody don't have to look like you and come on and act like you. You can love other people that are different than you. It's his love life, joy life, amen, resurrection life, overcoming life. Devil defeating life. Amen. The number one reason Jesus came is you were dead. Amen. You didn't just have problems. You were dead, spiritually dead. And that deadness was the source of every one of your problems. Because the devil can dominate any person that's dead. Come on, the devil couldn't dominate Adam until what? 
he died. Once he died spiritually, the devil could dominate him. But until he died spiritually, he couldn't, the devil couldn't dominate him. So God said, we got to do, we got to have a plan to get this life back in the spirit of a man. Because once that life comes back in his spirit, the devil cannot dominate. Sickness cannot dominate. Poverty cannot dominate. Depression cannot dominate. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Jesus is Lord. I know I have present possession, eternal life. Come on, think about what you got. I know I have present possession, eternal life. First John chapter 5, come on, verse 11 and 12. We know we have what? Eternal life. What kind of life is that? Endless life, immortal life, the God kind of life. It's the life of God on the inside. of We're not afraid of death. We're not afraid of sickness. We're not afraid of devils. We ain't afraid of nothing. We got the life of God. It is that life. Come on, I'm going to have to slap somebody this morning. All right, y'all, y'all a little bit sluggish in here. It is that life. It is that life. Praise the Lord. It is that life. He that hath the Son hath present possession. Not when you die, not someday, but if you have Jesus, you have present possession, that life. Come on, life develops your spirit, gives illumination to your mind, makes you smarter. Come on, there's wisdom in that life. Come on, it quickens your body. That life flows in your blood. Come on, gets in your bone marrow, the life of God. It will drive sickness out of your body, drive disease out of your body, because you got the life of God. Amen. In other words, your identification with Christ is your victory over every problem and every situation. It is a God kind of life. Come on, it's not some theological doctrinal position. It is your reality. I am alive with the life of God. He made us alive together. Amen. I know I have eternal life. Oh, my mom and daddy passed away, went to be with the Lord. I didn't enjoy that. I mean... You know, I know they're being with the Lord. I know they have eternal life, you know, but I'm going to miss my daddy, miss my mama. So I cried, you know. I'm going to miss my daddy, miss my mom. Right? People come up to you, you know, real spiritual people say, well, they're in a better place. And I'd say, and you fixing me in a better place if you don't get out of my face right now. So, in other words, I, I was feeling sad, you know, my mom my daddy died, right? But when you know you don't sorrow like those who have no hope, when you know they have eternal life, come on, the family's going to come back together again. Come on, we'll be together again. We know we have eternal life. Come on, you want to see mama again, you'll see your daddy again. Woo, we know we have eternal life. Woo, come on, I know I have eternal life, the God kind of life. <laughs> well, if you can't shout about that, we just can't help you. In other words, come on, this is the number one reason Jesus came, is to give you this life, spiritual life, the God kind of life. Come on, delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of the Son of God. I know. Everybody say, I know, I know, I know, I have present possession, eternal life. Woo, I know I got. Come on, that life's flowing in your kidneys right now, in your liver, in your lungs, amen, in your bones, in your bone marrow, that life. Come on, brother. Jesus said, out of your belly, rivers of living water will flow. In other words, rivers of this life, more than you can contain of the life. Whoa, I got this life. Come on, coming out of your hands, coming out of your feet. Woo, come on. Your words are full of this life. Go ahead and laugh for me and say, I got it. 
So you go to the doctor and he says, you only got six more months to live, you say. Well, first of all, that ain't right because I'm going to live forever. I mean, I have eternal life, so that ain't right. <laughs> so why are you so happy? You say, well, I know I ain't going to hell. That's one reason I'm happy right now. I ain't going to hell. Come on, I have heaven as my home. I have eternal life, but I have it now as a present possession on the inside of me. It is my new creation reality. All right, let's try it again. I said it's my new creation reality. You got to lay hands on your head and say, say, have you heard that, buddy? I mean, talk to yourself. Say, have you heard that before? You say, I already know that. Then just start acting like it, would you? In other words, come on, talk to your peanut brain up there and say, that's in that brain. Do you know who you are? God don't make failures. Come on. Come on. I said, God don't make no failure. All right, keep going. Let's finish with this. What time is it? All right. Praise the Lord. Time to shout. That's what time it is. I mean, it's a good time to shout. <laughs> Yesterday, I let y'all out early because uh, Manny and Martha sitting over there, and boy, they made us the best food in the whole world. They made us the best food. I mean, man, we had this nice tender pork, put it like in these tacos, and then we had guacamole, then we had all the homemade sauce and homemade tortillas and beans and rice. Man, when we were finished, we just went and laid over down on the recliner. Said, God, forgive me. Then Manny took the rest of the people out to see his horses. He's got the most beautiful horses. I didn't go. I just was sitting in the chair. I feel like a horse right now. <laughs> I ate so much food. Well, they ain't cooking for us today, so I'm not in that big a hurry. All right, so let's go. I think I still got leftovers from there, so I see him sitting over there. <laughs> All right, let's finish. He made us what? Alive. Well, that'd be pretty good just in itself, wouldn't it? Made us alive together with Christ. And then what's it say? And hath raised us up together. All right, let's practice that for a little while. Come on, just think about it. Raised us up together. Now, I was probably about 18 years old. And me and I think it was Andy Stump's daddy, Leon, and we would take the scriptures on your identification with Christ and we'd meditate on them. Come on, at 17, you have a major identity crisis. So you got to find out who you are in Christ. So 17, 18, 19, me and Andy's daddy, Leon Stump, he's with the Lord now. But uh, man, that's what we study. And so that's the first time I saw myself made alive together with Christ and raised up together with Christ and seated together with him. Anybody want to know the first thing I did? I laughed. All right, let's try that again. Come on. Listen, if any sermons irritate you, because you think they preach on that too much, if any sermons irritate you, it's a sure sign you don't have no revelation knowledge. You're like, there they go again, there they go again. But but if you have revelation knowledge, you're like, oh, I saw that. I was raised up. Come on, the reality is my spirit was made alive and raised up together with Christ and seated together with him. 
in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. He put all things under his feet. Woo! Gave him to be the head. So what's the first thing I did? I laughed. True story. I laughed. Because you go from information to revelation. Revelation affects your eyes or it affects your imagination. Information just affects your brain. But revelation from the Word affects your imagination and changes your voice and changes what you see. It changes the way you see yourself. Y'all still here? Because you ain't the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed, resisting sickness and disease. Come on. You're not somebody struggling trying to get the victory. You got the victory. Come on. And you're resisting everything that would make you look like a failure. I have this life. Man, I was like, whoo, whoo, wasabi. Man. Y'all never had no wasabi. That wasabi, man, it hit my brain, boy. And I was like, you ever have the word hit your brain? Huh? It's powerful as Jesus himself. Hit your brain, you're like, whoo, Come on, we had one of our presidents said he, he did smoke marijuana, but he did not inhale. <laughs> did you know one of our presidents said he smoked marijuana, he didn't inhale. I, I read that years ago. I, you know what I did? I laughed. I said, he smoked marijuana, he didn't inhale. I said, how did he do that? He must have been sitting around with a group of people, you know, passing around the joints, you know, and he just put his lips and he sucked it in, held it in his mouth. He was not going to inhale person next to him put it in their mouth and then they inhaled and they got the full benefit and I said I said I know what you're talking about I, I see people in church all the time that don't inhale come on they just they just kind of suck in a, come on they just suck in a scripture and say praise the Lord but somebody else next to them inhale man they start going my God come on that's rocking my world baby that's changing my life come on <laughs> it's changing my identity this is changing who I am this is changing my destiny baby this is changing everything whoa Come on, Jesus changes everything. All things are passed away. Everything becomes new. Woo. Now practice laughing for a minute. Go ahead and laugh. Say, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. What does that mean? I'm not trying to get it, not someday going to get it. Jesus got it for me, and it's mine. I have it now. Uh-huh. Right, let me finish. One more scripture. One more. Uh-huh. Made us alive together. Raise us up. Raise us up. That means every battle you fight, every fight you have, if it's a faith fight, it must be fought from here. Not fought trying to get here, but you take your place in Christ and fight that battle from up here. In other words, I fight from up here, not from down there, trying to get up here. Praise the Lord. Just try to praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, that's revelation knowledge. In other words, Psalmist David said, the Lord will light my candle. Then I can run through a troop and jump over a wall. You can't run through the troop and jump the wall until you get lit. You're going to hit the wall. Come on. <laughs> I see people come to church all the time. They're like, I did not get over the wall. They ran at the wall, couldn't get over it. So they just go back and sit there in church like that. Well, if you're going to get over the wall, you're going to have to get lit. 
If you can't get lit in a sermon like this, I, I think you got wet wood or something. I, I don't know if we can help you, but I, I'm just telling you the revelation of who Jesus is and what he's done for you. And once that lights your candle, you say, I can run through that troop now. I can jump over that wall. I'm going to chase my enemies down. I'm going to trample them underneath my feet. Glory to I got lit now. There's a fire burning on the inside of me. My spirit is lit. <laughs> Hallelujah! Y'all still here? I am who God says I am. Woo! I have what God says I am. Woo! Come on, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Come on, the life of God is flowing in your spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah! This quickening life, overcoming life. Woo! All right, sit down. I got to finish this one. One more, one more scripture. One more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Did you get lit yet? Oh, you got lit. You got lit. Praise the Lord. Come on, the spirit of faith is not just a formula. It's like a fire. If all you learn is a formula, then you know why your faith ain't working. But if you get lit, you go, I'm lit. Surely he has borne my grief and carried my sorrow. Come on, yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his strife, we are healed. Hallelujah. I am healed. I was sick, but I am healed. Woo! Hallelujah. Come on, my identity now is affecting my destiny. Boy, the devil will attack your destiny. I said the devil will attack your destiny because you're a new creature. You've got a divine destiny now. And so the devil will fight, hinder, try to block your destiny. Because when you fulfill the course that God has for you, that destiny that he has for you, the blessing of the Lord will break out. Come on, the goodness of God. But you'll be an influence to others. How You'll carry the fire and the glory of God. All right, let's keep going here. He says, made alive, raised up together, seated together with Christ. All right, now just see yourself up there for a minute. Just see yourself. He said, boy, everything looked different from up here. Yeah, we way up here. Devil, way down there. You said, you want to do what? I said, the devil, way down there. Sickness, down there. Come on, depression, way down there. You going to do what? I can't hear you. <laughs> seated together with Christ. Far above, I'm seated up here. Praise the Lord. Amen. Far above. All right, what's Ephesians 2.10 say? Let's finish with this one. For we are. All right. For we are. For we are. We are his. Workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Whoo! Let's try that again, just the first sentence. Everybody say, We are, we are. I, am I am His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. So in the mind of God, in Christ, he wasn't working on Christ. He's working on us. See, we were there. 
We are his workmanship. We were created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works, that means he's got a plan. Unto good works, which he has what? Before ordained. Man, that means he's got stuff prearranged. You have a divine destiny. Come on, you're not just an accident somewhere. You're divine destiny. Come on, God don't have to come up and start thinking up stuff he's going to do for you. He's already got stuff planned. Amen. The moment you accept his identity, now you'll get his destiny. God ordained we should what? Walk in them. Do you have that other translation, Trent? For we are his workmanship created in Christ. All right, now listen, just for one moment. Let's take the word Christ, in Christ, and the word Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. That's what that means. In Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. So Jesus, as the Christ, was carrying this stuff, this anointing that would destroy the works of the devil. Heal the sick. Set the captives free, that anointing. So now listen close. Every touch of the anointing has the power to destroy a demonic identity. Come where the devil's trying to put something on you that really don't belong to you. So every touch of the anointing will stop that thing that the enemy's trying to put on you. Listen, and every touch of the anointing will reconnect you to your destiny. That's why the devil don't want you to get no anointing stuff going on there. Because the anointing is a supernatural substance come from Christ himself. And every time that anointing and you receive that anointing or you yield to that anointing, it has the power to do what? Destroy the works of the devil and the power to what? Connects you to your identity and your destiny. Because the devil will attack and try to stop your destiny. I don't care how old you are. Come on, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. God has never changed his mind about nobody. He never gives up on nobody. So no matter what you've been going through, the moment you reconnect to Jesus Christ and that anointing, whoo, it'll break off whatever's trying to stop your destiny and reconnects you to everything God has planned for your life. You ought to just laugh right now. Hallelujah. Come on, because he's he taking you all the way to the top. Hallelujah. I said he brought you all the way to the top. <laughs> Seated together with Christ. So just laugh about it a few minutes. Say, let's ha-ha. Come on now, talk to the devil. Talk back to the devil. Say, devil, you liar, you liar. <laughs> Come on, you're a liar. I'm the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus. Woo! So here's a TPT translation. It says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny. Everybody say, I'm on the way now. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. Before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works that we would do to fulfill it. Hallelujah. 